Good morning, everyone. Uh, happy Friday. Uh, as we were talking about yesterday, uh, the Apostle Paul was kind of talking a little bit in chapter two as he closed about uh, how we are saved, whether it is through uh, the change in the law or through a change in our heart, right, through this circumcision. Um, and so as he moves forward to today, we're going to talk through some uh some questions that his readers would have, which help us understand the idea of God's faithfulness. So before we get into that, let me just open this up in prayer. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for life, for waking us up. God, we thank you for your faithfulness, which we will explore more today. Um, as we go through this passage, Lord, would you uh, remind us of the fact that your grace is, while freely given, priceless rather than worthless and help us to treat it accordingly. So Jesus name I pray. Amen. So let's start first with going through these these eight verses, these first eight verses of chapter three. And, and it reads like this. So what advantage then is there in being at you? Or what value is there in circumcision? Well there's much in every way. Well first of all, the, the Jews have been entrusted with the very words of God. But what if some were unfaithful? Will their unfaithfulness nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Now let God be true and every human being a liar, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. But if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I'm using a human argument. And certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Now, someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say, as some slanderously claim that we say, let us do evil, that good may result. Their condemnation is just. So in this passage, we're seeing a number of objections to this idea that it is not the law, in particular, the Jewish law, which saves people. Or brings them to God. And so we have three main objections that we have to address in order. And the first one is, why does any of this matter, this being faithfulness of God? Two, uh, well then, shouldn't we over, well I guess the, the speaker overvalues the human contribution to it. And then in the third, the speaker kind of undervalues or takes God's faithfulness for granted, right? So in verses one and two, uh, when we ask, why does the law matter? Paul reminds us that it is not so much that, um, well, I guess Paul reminds us here that, that the value is that the Jewish people were the first to receive God's word. He was, they were the first to be uh, notified or to be revealed or to see God revealed to him, right? Through his word and through his, and that's the value of it. But then when we go on logically, it says, what if some were unfaithful? It goes to the objection of what happens when the messenger corrupts the message? Is the message still valid? And, and Paul's answer is yes, right? And, and the key verse in all of this is verse four, where it says, not at all, let God be true and every human being a liar. Regardless of anything that we do on earth, God's faithfulness is still existent because it depends on God as opposed to what we do ourselves. But then the third objection here is where our challenge and our and the application for today comes from. Well, if that's the case, then then what am I doing here? 
Why does anything that I do matter? Right? And, and the idea here is why aren't, when, when they say, why aren't we doing more evil so that God's glory or God's faithfulness can be enhanced, um, then it takes for granted what God's faithfulness is and the point of God's heart. Now, if you remember, or if you take in Living Stones, um, there's an idea of what kind of love we're supposed to have after the resurrection of Christ, and it's a resurrection love. And so the idea of it is that, and this is a spoiler alert, but if you're here, this is a sneak preview for Good Shepherd College, which we wholly encourage. Resurrection love caused by the resurrection of Christ is not perfect. It is not unerring, but our love is persistent. If you remember in John 21, when Peter talks to Jesus, or rather when Jesus talks to Peter and he asks Peter, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me three times, right? Peter confidently states, you know I love you more than the rest. But the third time, Peter recognizes something that we need to think about today. And he says, you know all things. You know that I love you. And when he says, you know all things, he means, Jesus, you know I have failed and I will continue to fail. But you know, in spite of that, I love you. And that is why this third objection from verses five to eight is so important for us. The reminder here is that God's faithfulness and God's righteousness is not merely a, a get out of jail free card or as some would call fire insurance. The gift of God is also the ability to connect with him and live life knowing that he is with us. So in that, um, we still have that part to play. So if we think about anything today, remember this. God's faithfulness does not depend on us, but our relationship with him still requires our respect and our value of this free gift. Um, and so there's a lot here on these objections, but at the end of the day, that's, it's God's faithfulness. Um, and, you know, even though this is recorded, we were seeing this on a Friday. And I'll tell you, thank God for God's faithfulness not being dependent on me. I'll tell you that today. So as we go through our day, hopefully this is something that encourages us to, again, treat God's free gift of grace as priceless rather than worthless. So um, that's it for me. So if, if you would, please pray with me again. Uh, you know, my Father, we just we thank you for loving us. We thank you for doing all the work. But we thank you for also including us in your work. Thank you for the relationship that you allow us to have. And I pray that as we continue through life, that you would allow us to find peace and joy in your love and to also appreciate it enough to want to share it and value it. All right. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.